Hello, welcome to Discovering Jazz. My name's Larry Sademan here in Victoria, BC. In this program, we all discover jazz old and new together. We'll listen to a wide variety of jazz styles and I'll present different topics, giving ideas as to what we can listen for to enhance our experience. Thanks to Peterborough Independent Podcasters for hosting this podcast. For the next 60 minutes, Discovering Jazz. As part of my series where I work to discover current jazz albums, exploring some of the records that experts say are the best of 2020, I turn my sights to Canada. While in every episode I make sure that I do play a track from at least one Canadian album, on this program it's all Canadian. I'm focusing mostly on choices made by Peter Hum of the Ottawa Citizen and Tim Ma from CJSW Community Radio in Calgary. I also throw in a bit of CBC and Toronto's Jazz 91 station. It's quite the process in terms of how I decide which albums I pay attention to and post on the show and which ones I ignore. And it leads me to wonder how the experts do it when there are so many to choose from. I'll get into that later on this program, starting with somebody from the city where I live now, Victoria. And I'm ashamed to say that until now, I hadn't heard him. His name's Patrick Boyle. He's a trumpet player and guitarist and an associate professor of jazz studies at UVic. His latest album is called Swivel, and Peter Hum of the Ottawa Citizen has it on his top 10 Canadian jazz releases. Here he's playing trumpet, with Lauren Lofsky on guitar and Sean Drabbit bass. His own composition, the title tune, Swivel.
Patrick Boyle 
from Victoria with Sean Drabbit and Lauren Lofsky, Swivel. I've gone through all the selections from the best Canadian jazz recommendations from the Ottawa Citizen and radio station CS, uh, CJSW. I listened to a piece of a track from each album and I'm trying to use it to discover my own tastes in jazz. Musical preference is always a mystery. I'd like to clearly say what it is I'm listening for, but it's not that simple. There are so many factors. I suspect that any time anyone makes a list of the top recordings of any year, there is always a lot of chance involved. I doubt if any of the reviewers have time to listen closely to every track on every album. There are just too many out there. I know for me it's dependent on the particular track I listen to, my own history with the album or artist, maybe which part of the track I play if I don't have time to hear the whole thing, and probably the mood I'm in in the moment. In terms of what I'm listening for, I like melody, texture, strong rhythms, interesting harmonies that make sense to me. and Maybe I'm also influenced a bit by what others that, that know more than I do say about the album. And sometimes there are other things that shouldn't be relevant to the music, but somehow connect me to the album. For example, I've heard a lot about Toronto saxophonist Kevin Goss and saw him once live. And I like his Facebook posts on various jazz websites. And in one, he happened to mention that his new album got an honorable mention by Peter Hum of the Ottawa Citizen. And he referred to his record, this particular album, as accessible. I listened to a few tracks, and I liked the title of this one. I was looking for something a bit spicy, so why not try Cayenne? Kevin Goss, from his album called Gratitude. Playing with him are Brian O'Kane, trumpet and flugelhorn, Dave Restivo on piano, Rhodes and B3, Jim Vivian, bass, and Ted Warren, drums. Cayenne, Kevin Goss. Thank you. 
Kevin Goss, Cayenne, from his album Gratitude. Staying with some of my weird criteria for what I choose to play on this podcast, on the best Canadian jazz of 2020, I'm drawn to this next one. Selected by Tim Ma of CJSW, I think I often gravitate for some reason to groups led by bass players. Who knows why? This is the new one by bassist Brandy Disterheft. And I was involved when I lived in Peterborough, Ontario, bringing her in for a concert for International Jazz Day, and I enjoyed the concert. So that spurred me on to to pay attention to this one. As well, a familiar tune that I've always loved is on the album. The record is called Surfboard, features a saxophone of 90-year-old George Coleman, as well as Klaus Mueller on piano and drummer Porthino. The tune is... My Foolish Heart. Here it is, Brandy Disterheft. Thank <laughs> you. 
Disterheft with George Coleman. Although I pride myself on most of my musical preferences being pretty independent of popular tastes, this next one I was definitely influenced by people's choices. 
I first heard a track as I listened to the CJSW selections and passed it by. Then, when I saw that the Ottawa Citizen had it as number one, I gave it another listen. It's the Doxus Brothers from Montreal and an album called The Circle. It features Chet Doxus on tenor sax, Jim Doxus on drums, with Mark Copland piano, and Adrian Verdati on bass. Here's a tune called Uno a la Bez, translates as One at a Time, written by saxophonist Chet Doxus.
Doxus Brothers from a much raved about album called The Circle. One album that is on a few best lists, and deservedly so from my perspective, is the latest release by Leila Bialy called Out of Dust. I played one track by her on an earlier Best of 2020 program, and here's another one. The tune is called Revival. She describes it as follows. Revival is a song about banding together to fight for change, for a better future. I initially wrote it in response to the 2016 U.S. election and the uprisings we saw in support of women's rights and the climate. Now, mid-pandemic and on the precipice of another critical election, the song takes on new meaning, especially with regards to civil rights. Unquote. Leila Bialy. Originally from Vancouver, now living in New York. Revival. Come on down when you hear that sound. Come on down, there's a fire underground. Come on down when you hear that sound. Come on down, there's a fire blowing. Paint your sun 
Bialy. Here's another one that's on a few lists, and when I heard this track, I really liked it. It's the Emmy R. Roussel Trio. The album's entitled Rhythme de Passage. She's a pianist and keyboardist, and here she plays with Nicholas Bedard on bass and Dominique Cloutier drums. I think I like it because one of my criteria for my selections is a sense of what I call texture. And this has it. This track is called Maltagliati, Emmy R. Roussel Trio. Thank you. 
Nice. Emmy R. Roussel Trio. I said rhythm was also important to me when I choose my jazz preferences. I'm not normally a great lover of most of the jazz soul albums as I find them rhythmically repetitious. Uh, But this next one seems pretty interesting. And it was selected by Jazz FM in Toronto as one of their Canadian picks for 2020. Drummer, composer, and arranger Joe Bowden, originally from Halifax, Nova Scotia, but now based in Toronto. And he's playing with a number of Toronto-based musicians, including Roby Botos on uh, keyboards. The album is called Roots, Tales of the Urban Yoda. The album's a tribute to many of his influences, soul artists such as the Crusaders, James Brown and his famous Flames, and Chaka Khan. Here's the last track on the album called Bustin' Loose, The Joe Bowden Project. Thank you. 
Joe Bowden Project. Now for an album that I do plan on listening to all the way through. John Stetch is a pianist originally from Edmonton, and his previous album, Black Sea Suite, was nominated for a Juno. His most recent one, actually released in December of 2019, called Blue Canada, hasn't generated nearly as much action. In terms of the best of 2020, I found it on only one of the three lists I was looking at and also ran on Tim Maw's recommended jazz albums of 2020. I've heard three tracks and what a sense of fun. Some ways it's a dance album, but you probably have to be a pretty sophisticated dancer to dance to it. Just listen to the opening track, Waltz of the Flowers. So many different beats and only a few seconds of waltz near the end. John Stetch with Steve Cortica on sax, Philippe Lem, drums, and Marty Kenny, bass.
pianist John Stetz, originally from Edmonton, where I was born and raised. Another person who spent lots of time in Edmonton was Mike Rudd, who you are hearing in the background, and who I first met at the Jazz Swing Camp in Sorrento, B.C. An amazing and brilliant guitarist and definitely a music scholar. And since I was talking about how we end up finding our musical preference and how much of it really is just chance, it was through Mike Rudd that I first heard of John Stetch, as he was the pianist on Mike Rudd's first CD, which very much impressed me. So I went from hearing Mike Rudd, and that begat John Stetch. Let's turn the begatting around and end with something from Mike Rudd's newest album, which has been mentioned on a few best of lists. It's called Salome's Dance. The Mike Rudd trio invites Peter Bernstein. Bernstein's a legendary American jazz guitar master, and the two complement each other so well, along with Dave Lang on drums and Alec Walkington bass. It's an old song that was a hit for the Tommy Dorsey Orchestra in the 30s. I'm getting sentimental over you. Next week, one last program on my Best of 2020 series. I guess that would be part six. You're listening to Discovering Jazz. This is Larry Sadman saying bye for now.
Thank you.